Picture this. You're 17 years old. It's the last day of school. No matter what country you live in, it's the last day of your entire schooling. 12th grade, last day. And you've been in a relationship for, let's say, two years. And you have this partner who goes to the same school as you. And summer is about to start. It's an exciting day. It's, it's, it's the best day. It's the day you've been looking forward to. At, what, at that point, it kind of seems like it's the day you've been looking forward to for 17 years. Because it's a day you've never had before. You've never not been a school student in your entire life up to now. At least the life you can remember, which is, you know, the last 15 years. And you have this partner, someone you have grown to love in over two years, at least at least the way you think love exists, at least the love you know exists until now. And of course this person is, if you love them, they're the most important human being to you ever. Probably more important than your parents at that point. Even if you have the best relationship with your parents when you're 17, or your siblings, this person is who you have loved the most because that's what you think when you're 17. So this person comes up to you on the last day of school, school's over, it's 3 p.m., and you have everything to look forward to. You have, you have an entire life ahead of you which, of which no other day has ever happened before. Every single day from now on is going to be new to you. You have not lived these days before. So it's a very, it's a very crucial day in your life, right? And this partner, someone you, you've loved for two years, been in a relationship for two years, comes up to you and quicker than you think it would be, that person breaks up with you. At the end of your childhood, the person you've loved the most up until now breaks up with you. What would you do? What would you think? Where will you go? How will you process what just happened? How does that affect your plans for the rest of the summer? How does that affect your plans for college? How does that affect your plans for your life? Because up until this moment, your life was going somewhere else. And now it's all changed. What would you do? That's the question that is at the core of the story that I'm working on right now. By the way, if you're a new listener, let me welcome you to Story Talking with Laksh. This is a podcast that I, Laksh Tata, started about two years ago, episode 102. So if you are someone who has never heard the show before, let me tell you that what you just heard is what you're going to have to get used to, which is me talking about stories, talking about writing, talking to writers, although I do that less often now than before. 
the first 67 episodes of this show, which was technically season one, was a lot of conversation with storytellers. You can call it my curiosity to want to learn how other people think, how other writers think, just to, not just to learn, but also to kind of make sure that I'm not the only one, right? That's another thing you think when you're 17, you're the only one who thinks that way. We're going to dissect that as well. So, listeners new and old. In episode 100, I told you that I'm working on a story called, at that moment it was called Subconscious Uncoupling. It is technically still called Subconscious Uncoupling, but I might be changing the title and I'll explain why in a bit. I told you that I'm working on this story and it's a story of two people told parallel E where they've both just gone through a breakup and they come home and their best friend comes over because these these people apparently I guess called them they said that I need to see you and it's the last day of school of school ever 12th grade and they proceed to then tell their friend that they have just had a breakup with this person they were dating for two years. And the idea of the story is to explore how a woman, a 17-year-old girl, woman, whatever you want to prefer to call for this person, reacts to a breakup compared to how a boy or a man of 17 years of age reacts to the breakup as well. And... I, I told you in the in episode 100 that I had come up with a really interesting twist of, for this story that I was actually skeptical about because it just felt like it may be too much. But I have grown into the idea, and I'll tell you why. In the couple of weeks it's been since episode 100, I've had some time to spend on this on this new story, which, by the way, again, for new listeners, regular listeners, please forgive me for repeating. This story is something I'm writing for a new show that we are working on at Launchora Podcast. Launchora Podcast or Launchora Podcast Network. We haven't picked a name yet. And it's a podcast we're producing. It's going to be a series of audio plays, an anthology of audio plays, if you want to say that. It's called Play Me Life. And uh, this would be the eighth play in that series. And as of right now, it may be the last play of the first season. I'll also get into that in a bit. I don't want to just keep on dumping information on you and then not, you know, get back to it. Hopefully I'll get back to it in this episode. So yes, this is the eighth one in the series that I've uh, been writing so far. And it is an original play. The first few episodes that uh, I've discussed in this show so far, I think the first three or four maybe were adaptations of short stories I'd written. And then I started writing original plays uh, a while ago. So this story... The reason that I needed to put uh, this twist 
was because I felt like there was more to explore in the idea that I just told you about, about these, about the difference in a girl's breakup and a guy's breakup, their perspectives. And to me, I started imagining what it would be like to hear this story because an audio play is just going to be the voices. You're going to hear two people talking the entire time of the show. In this case, it's going to be four people because those two people are going to be talking to their friends individually and then the story will keep jumping, jumping back and forth over how that discussion goes over the course of the evening that they meet, which is going to be the last day of school. So this twist came to me very early on, before I even had uh, written much of the plot, before I'd even written any dialogue, I think. And I wanted to tell you that, well, I want to tell you the twist because I'm going to be talking about how I'm going to be writing it. And I think that would be of use to any writers listening to this. And, well, here's the twist. You're going to hear... You're gonna, I'm going to start with the story with the girl coming home and her friend coming in and the girl telling her friend that he broke up with me. And they're going to get into that. And then at the same time, I'm going to shift to the other conversation, which is the guy and his best friend, also another guy, saying that uh, he broke up with his girlfriend just now. And as I was coming up with this idea, I figured, what if? What if I make it look like from the beginning? Because that's the assumption that you, the listener, is going to make. What if I make it look like these are this... These people are talking about each other. This girl broke up with, uh, this guy broke up with this girl, and that's what she's going to be reacting to, and then the guy's reacting to with his friend about how he just broke up with his girlfriend of two years. And then as the story progresses, I'm going to reach this point where I'm going to surprise you, the audience, with the fact that these are not, they're not talking about each other. And in fact, they are related to each other. The girl... Alright, here's the, here's the big twist. So if you, if you want to wait till the story comes out, I would suggest not listening for the next five, five minutes. Or, you know, I don't know, three minutes. How would I know? I haven't even recorded it yet, right? So, here's the twist. The girl is the mother of the guy. And you're going to be hearing this breakup story, which at some point I'm going to reveal to you is happening in two separate timelines. And there's going to be about 25 to 30 years in, in between these two conversations. It's not like the mother had a child very early. Uh, I'm not going there. But you're going to find out as the story progresses in in. And I'm guessing within the first, within after 20 minutes, probably, that the girl is in fact the mother of the child. Now I figured I've, I have I know how to get there, but as soon as this twist came to me, and I hope you can understand, it was hard to not think about it. It became very hard to not focus on the twist aspect. How am I gonna convince you 
some very smart people that the two perspectives you're listening to right now are happening 25 to 30 years apart. How am I going to convince you of that? So I figured, gotta go back to the basics. What is the story about? It's about a breakup. And when you break up with someone, when you are going through a breakup, when, it, when it's done to you or when you do it to someone else, is the time you're in really that relevant? Does it matter if you're in the 1990s or the 2020s? Is that really the thing you're going to mention too often? So I figured out a couple of ways of doing that. And over the course of that idea, I started thinking of, okay, sounds like a very tempting thing to work on. How do I really make this story work? Because something that I really want to keep getting better at is not letting the spectacle aspect of a story take over the nuances of the story, take over the real point of the story. What the story is about should not have to depend on some sort of a fun little twist that I like a trick that I play on you. I don't want to do that. I want you to have a good time. I want you to enjoy what you're listening to. And I don't want you to think about, oh, that was an interesting thing that just happened. I still want the takeaway to be the things that the story explores. And the point of the story shouldn't have to be the fact that they're 30 years apart. So I started thinking about that and I realized that maybe one of the best ways to do that is to split the story into two parts. And regular listeners, I know, I've dangled the idea of two-parters with you before and then switched back to one part. But this one kind of feels right because my, my imagination so far is that first part is the parallel stories where you hear the girl with her best friend who's also a girl and then you hear the guy and they alternate with each other uh, with his best friend and then at the end of that first part the girl's voice who was being voiced by a person who was probably going to be you know in their 20s or 30s will show up in the guy's story as the mom. And I have a way of doing that. That's not something to worry about. And then, because that twist is just revealed to you, I figured, why Why would I want to end on that twist? The twist is not the point. What's the point of telling two stories in two different timelines about a breakup? Especially when the two people are related to each other. The point is to show how these things are almost the same no matter what time you're in. Or what side of the breakup you're on. Well, actually, that's another twist that's going to happen. The guy is going to tell his friend, for the sake of storytelling, that he broke up with the girl. And once it's revealed that the guy and the girl, the main people in the story, are not actually talking about each other, What's going to happen is that the mom is going to walk in and the guy's best friend is going to leave. And in the second part of the story, you're going to find out through the conversation between the mom and the son, who in the first part are the girl and the boy, you're going to find out that he was broken up with 
the girl broke up with him. And now they have something to bond over because the same thing happened to her like 30 years ago where she was 17 years old and her heart was broken for the first time, which is, again, one of the key aspects of the story as well. Not only is it about your first love, your first proper love, but it's about your first heartbreak where that's all you've ever, that's the most pain you've felt until then. So I figured the mother-son story needs to be longer than just a couple minutes. And I'll tell you why I got inspired to do that part. Uh, I think I mentioned this in episode 100, but I believe I recorded episode 100 right before I was supposed to record an episode of my other podcast called Jabber Bites where I talk to authors and storytellers for the Jaipur Literature Festival. I recorded episode 100 right before I was supposed to talk to Andrea Asiman, who is the author of a fantastic book that many of you have probably heard of or maybe read, called Call Me By Your Name. And in that story, Andre writes in the voice of a 17-year-old. And when I got to speak to him, I couldn't resist asking him some questions. And some of those questions I actually, you can find in the episode I posted on Jeopardbytes with him. It's the most recent episode. It's called Finding Elio Oliver and Samuel Again, a conversation with Andre Asiman. And Andre was telling me that he wrote a sequel to the book and it's called Find Me. And in the first part, there's a very famous scene in Call Me By Your Name where the father gives this, the son a very a beautiful uh, speech. And without spoiling it for me, Andre mentioned on the episode, as you'll hear, that in the second part of the story, called Find Me, the son ends up having a conversation with the dad where he's the one giving him some sort of advice or comfort. And now the roles are reversing. And I couldn't get that idea out of my head of the mother going through something 30 years ago, which 30 years later she can tell her son about and they can bond over it and she can tell him that it's going to be okay. And that part really excited me. So that's, what, that's, the, that's where I am right now with that story. And... I want to talk to you about kind of the process a little bit now. So writing the story and have these characters and I'm kind of stuck because I don't know who they are and how they feel. I mean, I know the plot. I know what has happened to them, but I still don't know their reaction to it. And it's only through their reactions to what is happening to them that I'll be able to show you, the listener, who they are. Because that's the whole point of the audio play. You're not going to know who these people are unless they start talking. And in order for them to talk about something, I need to give them something. Something needs to happen to them, which is the breakups. So how do I know who they are? Because I need to know that to be able to write their reactions. So I'm thinking maybe before I even start writing the play, maybe I should write in their voice. 
And this is the part where listening to the Call Me By Your Name audiobook really helped me because the voice of the person narrating it is, 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 is just really in my head. And I started thinking, what if, okay, what if I started writing in the first person thoughts of these two main people, the girl and the boy, which you later find out are the mother and son. And I started thinking, you know, like I'm only going to write about these two because the friends are peripheral and I'll get to that as well. And I figured that in order for me to reach the point where I told you that you find out that they're mother and son, that's kind of, you know, and, and the ending of part one, in order for me to reach that ending, I need to know everything that has happened to these two people before that moment. I kind of need to know the mother-son relationship they have so far. I kind of need to know both their relationships. I need to know the girl's relationship with her boyfriend from the like 1990. And I need to know the son's relationship with his girlfriend from now. And even if part one makes it seem like they're the same relationship, I then have to somehow make them sound alike, which feels weird. So I realized that to know the end of this, these relationships, I have to know the beginning of those relationships as well, right? To know why they broke up, why these relationships stopped working. And in order to know that, I need to know why they worked in the first place. So the ending of the relationships can only be defined by the beginning of the relationships. And that got me really thinking that, okay, if I'm thinking from that way as a, as, as a, as a writer, is that where the idea came from of the story being about a mother and son? where we know the end of the story is that you reach the point where it's 30 years later and she's talking to her son. But in order for me to reach that part, in order for me to tell you the story of this mother consoling and comforting her son about her breakup, I kind of need to tell you why she's saying that. And in that way, in order for me to ever write part two, which is the mother and son, I need part one to exist. I need you to listen to how she described her breakup 30 years ago to her best friend so that I can then justify her talking to her son about it. And even then she has to tell you the 30 years later version of it. So there's that. Okay. So I started thinking about that. And I started working on that. And then I figured this is kind of the toughest process I've had so far. Just because of technically, I have to write both breakups, both relationships first for part one. But I also have to make them sound like they might be the same relationship, which is weird because, you know, I have to imagine the mother and the son together. Blah. Please, you don't have to imagine that. I'll do that part. So I, oh, I came up with the, this idea 
to keep track of everything. I, and this is something, I learn something new about writing every time I write a new story. And that's why I want to share this with you. I came up with this very simple concept, which now seems like I should be do, have been doing it all along, called the don't, the don't forget this list. Let me repeat, because you should write this down and you should not forget this. It's called the don't forget this list. And it's basically these pointers that I put in my notes in whichever note I'm writing the story in, because I have like a bunch of different places where I'm writing it because I want to separate the stories and you know, you get it as the notes of these things that I write at the top of the story, top of the note where I'm writing it on Evernote in this case of things not to forget about the characters and the story concept as I'm writing it. And it's simple stuff, really, but simple stuff that you can lose track of if there's too many. And, like, you know, what's the objective and character motivations and what's happening and all of that. And as I try to finish out this episode for you because there's just there's so much happening i want to I'll, I'll close with why i want to finish off just here the key things that i wanted to remember for the story as part of this don't forget this list is that you as the audience will never truly know how these people really feel about those breakups and having their heart broken because A, in, in the storyline from 30 years ago, this girl is talking to her best friend from back then. She may not even know that person 30 years later. So she that other character really is not that important. I need to remember, as part of this, don't forget this list, that she's never truly going to tell her friend everything. So we're only going to hear, and by we I mean you, and me, the listeners, once I've written this, the stuff that she's able to not only process within an hour of break, having this breakup filled upon her, and then she's going to filter whatever she doesn't want her best friend to know about. And I don't mean in terms of how she thinks about their relationship or any intimate details. I mean... What does she not want anyone else to know about how she's feeling? And the same goes for the guy 30 years later. Even though he's living in, you know, I guess our time, contemporary times, today's times, there's so many things a guy would never tell his guy best friend about. I mean, first of all, he doesn't even tell his best friend that he got broken up with. He's telling him, I broke up with her. So already there's the first lie. And then you as the audience are being given that lie as the truth. So I need to sell that lie while still giving you hints of it being a lie. So how will you really know what he feels about this breakup? It has to come out very slowly. Something Andre said uh, in the podcast I was talking about. He said so many aspects of these things are just things you have to infer. You don't have to say them. The characters don't have to say them. But the audience should feel them. 
And that's when the idea of the son eventually talking to the mother in the second part came about. Because if he's going to be vulnerable with anyone, it's not going to be his guy best friend. It's probably, it might be his mother. And it's going to be a deeper friendship, a different friendship, but still a friendship which he shares with his mom. So even then he won't reveal anything new, especially he won't say anything that he himself hasn't even processed because again, his breakup just happened as well. He's only going to hint it. So in a way, the real don't forget this list item is whatever these characters say in the story, what they're feeling is going to be under the surface. And I need to somehow communicate that to you. And I'm going to end there because there's a lot more for me to figure out where the story is going. And I want to get to more technical aspects of breaking the story down as I write it. I forgot to tell you, but I'm actually recording this on a Thursday, October 3rd. Although I'm going to schedule this for Saturday, October 5th, just because, you know, I want you to get episodes on Saturdays like I used to do it. I keep putting episodes here and there, and I don't want to be... I want to be better at that. Uh, but one of the reasons I do want you to... I'm going to schedule this for Saturdays because that means you're going to be in the future of something very exciting that's happening this weekend. So I think I mentioned this in episode 100. But uh, October 4th and 5th, which is tomorrow and Saturday, Friday and Saturday, we are doing the first round of auditions in New Delhi and Gurgaon or Gurugram uh, is what we call it now, where I live, for the actors that I want to find to be able to voice the characters I've written over the first seven episodes of Play Me Life. And now that this story is coming about, I also know what kind of voices I want and what, who these people are. So I've written about 20 characters so far, and we are auditioning some people from uh, theater in, in Delhi, and I'm very excited. And in a way, I like where you are in the future two days from now, because two, two days from now, I'm going to know what happened. Because I'm a little nervous about all of this. And it feels weird. That's over the next couple of days, I'm going to start finding the people who are going to voice these, these not real people. Real people are going to voice, voice not real people. And that kind of stuff just blows my mind sometimes. It's a very simple thing to say, but thinking it feels weird to me. So I'm excited about that. And once this is done... In the next episode, I'll give you an update on how that goes. I'll also hopefully have had some more time with this story. But one thing I'm telling myself for the story, which you can now realize maybe should not be called subconscious uncoupling, unless it is. Unless it's perfect. I don't know. I just don't want to imagine the mother and son as a couple, which I know I have to imagine for the first part, to be able to sell that to you. Yeah, I know. Weird. Uh, I do want to take my time on this one because what, writing more than eight 
is is sounds a bit too jarring to me right now, at least in terms of Play Me Life's first season. I don't want to go too. I don't want to be too far ahead. So we're gonna start the audition process, and then we'll hopefully more things been prog- will progress, and uh, we might start producing these soon. So I want to take my time with this one, and uh, I'm gonna break it down with you over this show over the coming episodes. So until the next one, this is me, Lux from well two days ago telling you that I'll see you two days from now. Well, technically, you've already heard me from the past. So in a way, I'm going to see you even farther away into the future in the next episode, which hopefully is going to be, I don't know, next Saturday? Who knows? Thank you for listening to Story Talking with Laksh. This was episode 102. My name is Laksh, and I will see you in the next one.